Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Need to Nerd podcast. I'm Aaron Spencer. I'm joined by my co-host, a man who builds coliseums for a living, Wes Singleton. I'm getting paid for that? In my love. Oh. I mean, I suppose uh, work to eat. My, char- my character in Valheim definitely eats because he's yeah, in it's the coliseum right now. I was going to say, your your character in Valheim definitely gets gets paid in in, in food and resources. Yeah. Uh, you just show up and everything's ready. It's great. It's, it's perfect. It's really. I mean, I enjoy it. So, uh, yeah. we are going to talk about. Well, we'll talk about Valheim a little bit this week. I hope that people did enjoy um, our Hitch review and our Valheim review. Um, I was I was just getting sick during last week's podcast, and I was sick for an entire week. I'm still actually a little sick, so it's been more than a week now, Wes. And mm-hmm. uh, as we uh, finished recording yesterday's podcast, I, or last week's podcast, I took my nice headset off my head and it just snapped. Um, and so, uh, if I sound different this week, that's why, um, I'm get it's under warranty. So they're going to, I'm going to send it into them, but just want to let the listeners know why that I might sound a little different and, uh, you know, why you shouldn't have a fat head. Uh, with that being said, though, this week, instead of talking about my fat head, we're going to talk about what gives me a big head, and that's just what my win percentage is on Pokemon TCG <laughs> for the GBC. <laughs> oh, my God. Win, talking about win percentage in, in bot games, I love it. Yeah, baby, let's go. Let's go. Uh, nerd fact of the week, though, West, as we're talking about the Pokemon TCG, um... I had a podcast a long time ago, I won't say the name of it, that uh, is no longer available, you can't listen to it, but we uh, did an interview once with Mark Rosewater, mm-hmm. and, you know, after the podcast, I was I was talking to him about, you know, did you get a chance to work on Pokemon while it was at Wizards? And he was like, actually, we didn't, like, Wizards didn't yeah. design the game. Um, so while often credited for the creation of the Pokemon PCG, they actually just printed it like they just partnered with them for for printing mostly yeah did did they translate it in-house they might have done some of that but like as far as like game creation it did not come from wizards of the coast yeah that that makes up makes sense um because they they just wanted they just asked who already makes things that are like this and uh that makes perfect sense i'm glad they did though because like i really prefer those like, you know, as I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh! And I have Pokemon cards lying around all the time. I like that I don't have to buy separate sleeves for my Pokemon cards and my Magic cards. Wait, does that mean that... I? What I want to know now is, who was responsible for making the English Pokemon back? Because it's different than the Japanese Pokemon back of that I would era. I would assume that it was... Given was, to them. Wizards was, was of the Coast. That, oh, or, or maybe it was given to them. I mean, it was also called Pocket Monsters in Japan and Pokemon in the U.S., right? So yeah, it yeah, would, yeah. It would have different names. Totally. But that just it's interesting to think about that because they might have actually had a huge impact on the game forever then. Sure, that uh, could be true. Just on that small decision. That could be true. That's another nerd fact of the week that they had. different. Do they not have... Do they all have that Pokemon back now? Ooh. I'm going to ask right now. Okay. While you're doing that, let's get, get uh, some housekeeping out of the way. First thing is, don't forget to head on over to Discord if you like what we're doing on this show or on the Constructive Criticism Network. Uh, you know, head on over to the Heasy Game Media Discord. 
talk about draft. You can hear Spencer talk about how, you know, he doesn't he doesn't like this draft format of Magic. Or you can talk about how excited I am for August 19th this year at West, where we will be having our first, you know, Valheim evening with the Discord. Everybody's invited. Uh, you know, we'll we'll create a server. People can come in the server, learn the game if they want, go exploring. And also, I'm going to be giving out three purchases of the game so that people can play. I'll be putting the details of that in the Discord when this episode goes up on how you can enter to win that. But I just... I, just, I was thinking about it last night as, as Wes and I were playing Valheim. I was like, this game has brought me so much enjoyment in 2021. Like, my 2021 is so much better uh, because of Valheim. I want to share that as the new expansion comes out. So, uh, but yeah, so that's August 19th for the first Valheim night in the Discord. Just head on over. Discord link is in the show notes, uh, and you can check it out. Uh, I want to apologize to listeners. I might lose my voice during this podcast uh, from from being sick. Uh, no, it's a good thing I'm an authority on this subject because I'll have plenty to say instead. Good, good. Uh, but you... come join us for Valheim. It should be a great time, and uh, I'm looking to practice my uh, my backstabbing skills. So uh, come come with your puny Valheim characters to get stabbed by me. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show directly, head on over to Patreon.com/EasyGameMedia. Uh, we have a goal, I think, already for a bonus episode. We'd love to to be able to do that uh, special bonus episode, kind of just. Talking about more, like, weekly stuff, like, you know, this is what we've been up to in our nerddom, this is what we're excited about. Kind of really similar to, like, um, almost like that E3 episode, like, that typically would have been something that, you know, is more in that style. And it won't be Patreon only, um, but so if you just want to see a bonus episode, just help us grow and, and do do that, so. Uh, also... The reason I, I announced uh, a little while ago that we would have swag soon in the in the store, and a little behind the scenes is we were looking to get a new logo created um, for just overall for Easy Game Media. You know, while I like our logo, I also made it, and it's like you know, not super professional. And so I, before I made swag, I wanted a new logo done, and the process has been a little bit slower because the guy that was going to help us that I was the most interested in working with has gotten super busy. So I might outsource kind of a, a new logo and things like that before before we push that out. But yeah. Who who did the Deck on Fire uh, logo of back in the day? Because I want that person. I can ask them if they want to do it. Uh, they I, I still have their email. Um, I don't, That was uh, a sweet logo. That logo is my idea. Like the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, that is a sweet logo. It's like the sweetest logo in Magic. Anyway... <laughs> Have me reminiscing over here. But if you want to support the show directly, hear those bonus episodes, help us get more swag out there, head on over to patreon.com slash With that being said, let's get into our main topic, Pokemon TCG, the video game. This game was released in 1998 for the Game Boy Color. The Game Boy Color specifically. You'll remember the original Pokemon games being red and blue were both released for... Just the Game Boy. You can just play them on the Game Boy. This is a Game Boy Color game. Um, and, you know, one of the things that's really cool about it was kind of that color aspect to it. Like, it really did a great job of of doing that. If you you come into this game. You sit down against a professor. He teach, he, he lets you pick between Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. Yeah. <laughs> you get to pick a deck. You learn the game. You battle. You get a rival. You go and get eight gym badges. <laughs> And you then you battle the Elite like Four. 
Yeah, I know. It's wild. It is just a Pokemon game, but with the Pokemon TCG. But you know what I love about the tutorial of this game? That I, How horrible it is? It's the exact tutorial that they do in, like, the rule book for the game. Like, it is. Like, if you bought, it like, is. the starter set... Yeah, the, like, the, the Machamp... Organize the card The Machamp versus... Way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Machamp versus... Uh, is it... No, no, no. I think it was the original... Like Starmie. No, no, no. I'm saying the rule book... Uh, like the two decks that you got were like a Machamp deck and another deck. Yeah, I don't even know if there's like a fully evolved Pokemon in that other deck. I don't think so. It, it was either I. I almost like, feel like no stage two. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think there was. I, I think that, for some reason I thought the other deck was a Charmeleon deck though. For some reason. No, no, no. It's all it's all like Water type. It's okay. got like Psychic type energy in it for who knows what reason. But I think it's mostly to make Stormy work. Got it. But yeah, that's that. You get that tutorial, uh, and then you gotta go. You gotta go battle the gym, the gyms to, uh, you you battle it, you battle other players to collect cards, uh, build up your collection, build up your deck so that you can battle the gym leaders. And then once you battled those gym leaders, you get to you know battle the elite four. It's it's a it's a wild ride, and I don't really need to hype it up more than the fact that you get to play a Pokemon game, like, uh, with Pokemon cards. Yeah. Let's let's take a step back though. Let's let's look back through time here and talk about some retro memories. We're we're reviewing a retro game this week, West. Um, you know, talk to me about what you remember about playing this game as a kid. Yeah. So my first, wildly, I have a vivid first experience with this game. Um, and it probably wasn't until I was like closer to ten years old that I played it. So this game was already kind of old at the time, and I definitely. My the, my first time playing it was on the same console as I'm playing it right now on my Game Boy Advanced SP. Um, and I was on a trip to uh, Torrey, Utah, um, south of here. We like rented a house and we did it with another family. And the there were twins a year older than me in that other family. And they had this game. And like I was like, you know, like saw that they had this game. I was like, that is the sweetest thing I've ever seen. May I play it? And I did basically nothing else unless I was forced to the entire trip. That's super uh, awesome. Fun yeah, fact: no, it was so cool. I don't remember the I I don't remember the first time that I played this game, but I do have a vivid memory of playing this game, specifically on my black Game Boy SP, on a road trip on the way to Disneyland. Nice. <laughs> uh, Road tripping was definitely the time to get Game Boy playing done as a kid. Oh my gosh, especially once you had the SP, it was like yeah. Oh yeah, having to like uh, it's nighttime, I can't see the screen anymore was the worst. What, you, now we back before the SP, yeah. No, we, so we all of us got all of us got those Game Boy Light extensions for Christmas to. Oh nice, just to drain your battery real fast. <laughs> hey man, we had extra packs of batteries on those road trips. Like we were making it, <laughs> we were making it happen. <laughs> That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember... I remember, like, I played so much of this and Final, Fa Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced on that road trip. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think I think that... Uh, you know, I, I had already played a little bit of the card game because this was either around the time I was... At, I think it was the summer after sixth grade for me. So mm -hmm. it was around, you know, 2000 and... Maybe 2002, 2001, somewhere in there. Uh, I think it was 2000, 2001. And 
like, you know, the game was a couple years old, but, you know, I had gotten a copy from, I think it was Game Peddler or whatever it was called, the used, and uh, it, it was it was a wild ride. Like, I did not know what to expect from this. And also, like, I think there was a lot of adventure for me specifically um, in deck building in this game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I actually, uh, I, I found my cartridge, but it doesn't work anymore. Um, it got, I guess it got water on it, but, um, you know, I, I remember the, you know, having like a Raichu Golem deck and like really like calling it like a cool name. Like I called it like Thunder Rock or something like, I don't know, but the I, Thunderdome. yeah, stuff like that. It, it was it was it, collecting cards and building decks was like a huge experience for me. Yeah, um, I think that certainly one of the things that can keep a person playing this game after they've uh, already beaten it is absolutely trying to get every card, get four copies of every card, so they can build whatever deck they want. That's a that sounds like a huge piece of why I right now want to go back and play more of this game. Just yeah. to have all that access. Yeah, you know, we talked kind of talked about our first impressions as kids. I, I want to talk about overall impressions, and I, I'm, it'll be interesting to see how we rate this game at the end of this episode. By the way, because yeah. for me, it's so funny. That, you know, I I definitely am going to have could be betters for this game. For what it's worth, <laughs> really a game made in '98, yeah. and you have but, could be betters. For I, but it? but also, I think to myself like, this game. I cannot believe this game was made in 1998. Like it. Yeah. It blows my mind. The, like it rocks. It's so cool. Um, and you know the my overall impressions of this game are, are have have not really changed much. Um, mm -hmm. the only thing that's really changed is, you know, becoming a Magic the Gathering player. Yeah, yeah. I would say I would say that becoming wanting to play vintage is really the reason that this game has changed for me. It it's so funny too because like it it does invalidate like quite a few cards. As far as in this, in this game, because I don't know, I, I I'll often build decks that are like not of the highest power level or, or things like that. But my overall impression of this game, when I think about it now and like when I recommend it to other people, is like if you want to learn how like just to play Pokemon, yeah, the TCG, and you you know. You want to experience it while it was still flat out busted? Yeah, well, I mean, but they don't, they won't experience it that way. Uh, we do it because we're degenerates. Uh, I think it's not hard to figure out that you're supposed to put four, four, uh, um, four Wheel of Fortunes in your deck, four Pot of Greeds in your deck, and four Strip Mines in it, your deck. It's, it's so funny to like, I, I knew that, by the way, that we were going to do this episode, and we were going to make so many obscure references for people that like, have don't magic that, well no TV like i was gonna uh, yeah they're like that don't play as many tcgs as we do because yeah, yeah, in yeah. all honesty like if you're looking to just get into tcgs in general i think this is a great way to do it um one of yeah. the, one of the i mean i'm gonna be transparent here maybe i'll maybe i'll just say this now i don't think it's as good of a game as the the literal pokemon online game yeah like i, I think that Pokemon Online, the Pokemon TCG Online, which is, is weird, 
but uh, you can have your opinion, Spencer. That's fine. It's a better video. I'm. I don't know. It kind of just. But I'm a TCG player, right? So it's. It's. We're also. I'm also totally kidding because we have. We, we in on our arena review, we fully agreed that the best platform to play a TCG on period is the Pokemon one. Uh, the video game or the? Did we agree yeah, that it was? No, the. The, the, the oh the online CG online uh, platform online yeah oh yeah it's the best by like so much it's crazy yeah um but I think that like you know if you're going on a road trip or, or yeah. you're go like you're flying on a plane right I, I really I think this is like the perfect way to get into a DCG and like yeah, it's like, true that this game is like five hours of playtime if you want it to be I think I posted a screenshot I think it took me less than seven hours uh to beat the Elite Four um. So yeah, it's it's pretty quick if you are really familiar with TCGs, and I but but also like really rewarding. Like you're constantly improving your your deck as you go. If you want to switch strategies, like you can totally do that in this game, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I think I think overall just really strong gameplay. I, I've gone a little too long. I want to give you a chance to give your overall impressions. Oh, sure. Um, I think that uh, probably the best overall impression I can give of this game is that it is for the TCG player where, like, you get a rush of cracking a booster pack. This is the best thing ever because it is totally free and you get to do it a lot. You get to open so many booster packs in this game, and it is amazing to do that because it still feels as good as opening a real booster pack. And you're like, what am I going to get? Am I finally going to get my fourth copy of Bill? which is a sweet trainer card that just lets you draw two cards. It's the best It's the best Pokemon card printed um, by, like, quite a mile. There's, like, literally never a downside to having it in your hand because it's not there for very long. I don't, I, don't, um, I don't know that it's better than the Professor Oak in this game, but it's... The amount I have milled, almost milled myself because of Professor Oak yeah, makes true. It me slightly concerned. And there's a long portion of this game where you're going to have, like, cards you desperately need in your hand. No, that's definitely true. That you only have one or two copies of. It's true. Uh, you know, uh, um, let, let's actually talk about the Pokemon game really quick before we move on, because I want to yeah, kind of the a, basic rules of the game. Yeah. So the way that the way that Pokemon breaks down for those, because we probably should have done this at the beginning of the show, but you basically, um, you know, you have base level Pokemon. So the you know those are your 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 Pikachu's, your your Squirtles, your Charmanders, your Bulbasaur's, and then you. It, you know, once per turn, you're allowed to evolve those things. So you're allowed to put on or per Pokemon. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Good call out. Um, and so you're able to like evolve your Squirtle into a War Turtle or your Charmander into a Charmillion. Also, once per turn, you're allowed to put what's called an energy card onto them. And you use those energy cards as kind of the for those who are familiar with mana systems or things like that it's kind of like the, it's the resource system yeah the resource system um you know if you played seven wonders you're probably familiar with resource management if you've played uh you know Catan, yeah. magic the gathering it's the resource system in which you know you get to you know take actions yeah and so for this game you put energy on your pokemon they require a certain amount of energy to attack and you get to attack with your pokemon that's on the battlefield once per turn yeah, uh, I think it's important to note that it is supposed to simulate like a one-on-one -on -one six Pokemon battle. Yeah, and and uh, so like you in have video game. Yep, so you, you have, have an active Pokemon and then five bench Pokemon. Yeah, up to five bench Pokemon, and you know you might not use all of them in a given game. Yeah, it, there's lots of games where you don't. And if if you run out of Pokemon, whether it be 
you know, you have no more Pokemon on your bench or active, or there are six prize cards. And you get a prize card uh, whenever you knock out an opposing Pokemon. It's really funny, too, because, like, when you look at future TCGs that have the prize system, like Kaijudo or Duel Masters, they actually flip that. You you actually get the prize card when you get hit um, to kind of because the prize system is is busted. Yeah, yeah. The the I draw a card when I knock out your Pokemon, probably removing four cards of yours. Like, um, yeah. The the so in card games, there's this concept of card advantage, right? Which is like the more cards you have access to, the more likely you are to win. And Pokemon, like as it existed in this game. It just like has like no respect for that like drawing a card every turn should be your principal resource because you're gonna like probably n not just draw one card per turn um and you're gonna like one pokemon like say i've fully evolved my squirrel i have a blastoise in play and i've got five like the most like the the most energy i could usefully have on it five uh water energy like i have eight cards invested in this one thing going on here and in all likelihood, when that gets knocked out, I'm like, okay, whatever. I drew so many cards, I can still do things in this game. Um, but it's kind of wild that, yeah, when you knock out your opponent's Pokemon, they lose a ton of stuff, and you draw a card. Yeah. So that's kind of the basics. So you win by either getting all the prize cards. Um, in, in a regular game of, of Pokemon, it is six prize cards. Um, in this game, I think they go as low as two, depending on the battle. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's to help you grow your collection bigger. But all gym battles are six prize cards. Yep. Those uh, games are fast, which I love about them. Yeah, I, I usually will go to the water gym to fight the two prize yep, card trainer yep. just to, like... You know, I think I think she gives Coliseum too, so you can like grind Bill yeah. out. I've I've played against that one girl so many times that I am now convinced there is a there is a set chance that you're likely to open Gyarados higher than any other rare <laughs> of that pack because I have opened so many Gyaradoses in the game. Let's let's uh, let's move on to Lovitz for this game, and I'm actually gonna let you go first. Can you give me like your top three Lovitz for this TCG video game? Oh my goodness. Um... Oh. There's so many sweet things about this game. Uh, I think the first thing I love is that you have a rival with a tude. Is such a good attitude. Um, and by good attitude, I mean, e like, bad attitude. But you get to beat him a ton. It feels like beating Gary. Um, but you get to do it, like, even more in this game than you do in normal Pokemon. Uh, I love that about this game. He's a really funny character. Um, I definitely love how fun it is to play, like, a, a late game deck of pokemon tcg uh where you've got like all of your trainers online and how basically if you just take your same 20 busted trainer cards and put like any any energy and any uh um pokemon you want in them you can really make a deck that looks like just amazing and like it's better than anything else in the game um and i definitely love uh energy removal Okay. <laughs> Which is a trainer where you just get to remove an energy from one of your opponent's Pokemon. It's so funny. Uh, it, it just means they don't get to do anything in the game, usually. You're such a dork. Um, I, why, don't you, why don't you dive... I want you to dive deeper on kind of like that that love that you have about the late game experience. Because I think it's pretty different from, from my... Because... Uh, 
Well, actually, let I'll go and then I'll, and then I'll we'll, I want to circle back on yours. So I played sure. I played this game. Uh, I don't know if I can actually say this on the podcast, uh, but I'm going to anyway. I played this game. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I don't care. Uh, I played this game. I'm loading it up right now. By the way, that load screen is actually sick. Yeah, buddy. Like it's actually sick. I like that it uses. I like that it uses the actual like booster pack. Oh, logos. it's so cool. Um, even though they're uh, not in the they're don't yeah 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 they're not the <laughs> I uh, but so right now. Um, for what it's worth, I played a bunch <laughs> in the last 24 hours because <laughs> I was preparing for the podcast to like refresh my memory. Um, right now, my album, my Pokemon album, is 200 of the 226 cards available. I have 14 hours and 43 minutes on this, um, and and so on. Um, I, I have quite a few levits for this game. I'm gonna try to narrow it down to three. Um. The, f- the first love it that I have for this game is it does a really good job of of uh, increasing power level throughout the gyms. Like, um, it, it it very much, like... Like, there are gyms that if you went to at the very beginning, you'd get thrashed. Yeah, like, you very much, you know, th- some gyms are harder than others. And you can often tell that by how many trainers you have to beat to get to the gym leader. Um... And I really like that. It, it lets you. It also makes you build your collection before fighting the gym leader for the harder gyms, which I like. And I think that that's really scalable and great. And then it also continues that p- progression when you get to the Elite Four. Um, it, it's funny. I remember the Elite Four being really hard when I played this game before, and I definitely just one just ran through the Elite Four this time. This game, this game playthrough was different because, you know, uh, I played this on my Retroid Pocket, um, uh, Retroid Pocket 2, and oh my gosh, like, I bought this specifically to, like, play GBA and, and Game Boy Color games, and it, it is, it is everything. It is everything. Yeah. And a, a huge, a huge love it that I had, um, for this game this time was actually just the color. Like, I, I I don't remember it looking this good on my Game Boy SP. I also sure. had like the original Game Boy SP, like I didn't have the the second gen one with the slightly better screen, but mm-hmm. it looks so crisp, so nice, uh, and it really felt like. I mean, there's some things that like you know you can tell it's that, but the colors are probably one of the biggest levets for me, um, as well as the progression. And then I, I like the. That every Pokemon move has like an animation, and some of those are just sweet. Yeah, with the with the nice color. I agree. I agree. And then I think that my last like major um, love it for for this is uh, it's got a lot of replayability because no no game will ever play out the same because of the randomness of how you get the booster packs, um, the three decks you can start with. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of variation to how this can go and what route you should take to improve your decks um, and things like that as you kind of go along the way. Be- yeah. I, I think this game is maybe like... I'm going to say something, and I'm sure somebody's leaving a YouTube comment. Hot but I, take. I, I think this might be the most replayable Pokemon game for me. I, I don't disagree with you. Like, like I... 
you would not have to convince me very hard to like walk into my bedroom right now, pick up my Game Boy Advance, right? XP, press new game, well, the and thing just is, like select a different deck than I did last. Like time. I can beat this game in one day pretty easily, or I can like grind and like you know really try to build. You know, what if, what like, build a sweet collection, try so many different strategies. I mean, you might, 226 cards doesn't sound like a lot, right? Like, that, that's, like, less than one magic set. But, like, surprisingly, more of these Pokemon are playable than, I think, than your average, like, magic creature. And they're yeah. less likely to redundancy, like, make each other redundant. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I think that there are best strategies and things like that in this game. But... Because because you're playing versus bots, you don't have to like, yeah. do, do that. Um, let's go. Let's go. To could be betters. I I have a few. Um, so the first could be better that I have. I think it's probably one of yours too, West. It is really annoying that I have to that I can't share cards between my own decks. Yeah, I mean, I agree that, like, it, that, it is, almost, that is annoying, yes. It almost but, feels like I'm sleeving and de-sleeving my cards IRL. And, yes, like, yes, it does. I, I, don't, I, that actually. I don't want to do that. Like, I'm the type of person, too, but I just, like, oh, it's fine. I want eight copies of this. Yeah, because so you don't have to do that? Yeah. Yeah, I, like, have um, 20 of all my favorite basic lands. Like, I'm that type of person. Yeah, I I agree about that. But also at the same time, like, usually as I'm playing this game, I have, like, one deck I want to play, right? Like, I, I think that if this deck, like, if the the weaknesses and resistance system in Pokemon, like, mattered enough that, like, I actually felt like I had to play a different deck for each gym, maybe I would do it. But, like, usually the strategies I'm playing in this game are, like, powerful enough that it's... Like better for me to play my water deck against the lightning gym than it is for me to like switch to a like a fighting deck or whatever. Oh no, I definitely that is one of the gyms this time that I switched for. Sure. Um, my second could be better for this. Uh, I here here's the thing. I my second could be better for this is that there there isn't a lot the, the booster packs don't make a lot of sense. Like I'm sure I could go online and find a guide, but like the fact that the that my Charmander and Charmeleon come in a different pack than my Charizard is really weird. Yes, I um yeah, I only just recently like pulled up the Cerebi page and looked at the the lists and like the descriptions of which are which and like that I think is a bit annoying. Like evolution lines should be consistent throughout. Yeah. But I do think that like like if you take like for the four types of packs there are, right, which is Colosseum evolution mystery and laboratory mm. most pokemon are in the pack that makes sense for those ideas however it is very weird that specifically charmander and charmeleon are in Colosseum, while the rest of the complete evolution lines of the starters are in evolution yeah i i i almost wish i almost think it would have been better to just do straight up base set fossil jungle and just I, I don't know why they needed the is there a fourth pack that's in is there a fourth set that's in this other than those three no. i just i don't know why they just didn't do that i don't either um my guess is they uh 
like theoretically like laboratory and mystery have some of the like more higher powered cards and you don't see them nearly as often and for as easy fights as you do evolution and Coliseum. You can, you can fix that without switching up the packs though like you can just change the frequency in which you see certain types of packs sure but like i i, I mean i guess I, I don't know the composition of like the actual pokemon tcg sets which sure. would make me like more of an authority on like whether that has anything to do with the game design um I also think that for all I know, they wanted to differentiate it because they were like, what, like, this is the first attempt anyone has ever made at putting a trading card game online, like in a digital format, I think. Like, I think this is before that, uh, like, 7th edition core set Chandelar game or whatever. I actually missed the love it that we, we both missed a huge love it and we needed to talk about it. Okay. We have to rewind. You can okay. run in this game. That's true. That is true. This is the first game that has a run. Oh uh, my gosh. It matters not at all. <laughs> I mean, it There's matters no to me. It... There's no overland travel. I don't care. I love it. It's a huge love it. I love it, West. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, is, it is amazing that this is the first Pokemon game in which the character B run option shows up. But like... Compared to like it being in gold and silver, which would have been huge. So you have to huge. backtrack so much in those games. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, granted, there's no bicycle in this game, but like, there are like ten zones you go into, and they're all buildings. I mean, there's they, they all have at least three rooms for the most part, right? Oh my God, three rooms! <laughs> wow. Let me go run down, run. Let me let me go hatch an egg near Goldenrod City. You, I just want to be clear that you say that because you have it, but if you didn't have it and you had to wait those like, you know, multiple seconds to traverse those rooms where nothing happens, you can't in challenge another Pokemon. Like you wouldn't like yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like I'm glad it's there. However, like if I had to pick between like seeing every player draw each card they draw in the whole game or run. Did you not adjust your animation settings? No. Oh. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff I could have turned off <laughs> that would make things go much faster. Um, but I forgot about it this round. That's too funny. Uh, I think I think those are my... The, the, anyway. Uh, we I had to mention that uh, because I, I had forgotten. I have, I have one more could be better... Um, which is, is it the Challenge Hall or the Pokedome? I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm going to just go there. It is the Challenge Hall. So you have to go there at certain times, but you don't know when to go there. So I didn't give any Challenge Hall events the entire time I played this playthrough. Wait, so like if you like don't just go to the Challenge Hall every time, like it's not like you can just do it. Sometimes it's like, sorry, you can't join. There's just nothing for me to join. Oh, like, if weird. I, if so I one go... time I went, it was like, join up, free, Yeah. do it. I guess I got lucky. I, I didn't. It, said, that, it says the last challenge cup was a blast. Hmm. Wild. I, just, I didn't check. I just beat all the gyms. Huh? Yeah. So I, I think that I, I don't even know if I can get all the cards. Cause I think you have like, I think there's like a Jigglypuff and a Pikachu and stuff that you can only get through the challenge hall. So I actually just sense. can't complete the collection. This playthrough. <laughs> so. I love old games. It's fine. I'm just saying like, it's, it could be better for me. Like, Give yeah. me a note, like, go to the challenge hall. Like, it's not that hard to, like, I don't know, do that. What about you? Any could-be-betters for you? Um, I think that uh, uh, could be uh, a Pokemon TCG could be get better for this era that I have is that 
the like vast majority of Pokemon that like the base, like uh, like stage one Pokemon, they're not stage one Pokemon, but basic Pokemon have a like their main attack is something along the lines of like deal 10 damage, 50% your opponent doesn't attack next turn, whether it's through paralysis or through some other mechanism. Here's, here's the thing. They, 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 you need to give people time to draw their next line in their stage. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess the games could be over really fast if it wasn't for that in the very early game when your deck has no has no velocity. Right. Yeah. Like. Um. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that said, like, I don't know. Like, it feels like I think Mr. Mime is just way more annoying than this complaint for what. Okay, sure. Just, but like, just like the card one Pokemon. I know, but it's the most annoying. Putting it in your deck, but uh, like, like I just think like. Um, you know, thinking towards like what what we know these days about like good card game design is like it should be like more of the I don't know things that like accelerate the game, not decelerate the game, as like the things you're going towards. But maybe I'm, but as someone whose late game deck used far more of stage two Pokemon or uh, stage one Pokemon technically, that like after I attach a bunch of energy to them. Then I deal 30 damage and 50% you don't attack next turn. Yeah, how like, many I hit, use those how many Hitmonchans and Scythers were in your late game deck this time? Um, I had kind of two late game decks that I use. I have one where I have the Hitmonchan Scyther deck, but like the deck I actually like is my, is Blastoise City, baby. Yeah, that's the only deck that I played this time. Um, I did switch to a Hitmonchan deck for the mm -hmm. uh, for for the Electric Gym. Just because, like, Did you just, like, do four Hitmonchans and just, I, like, I had, I had, I had four Hitmonchans already. Um, but it was like, those are your only basics. Oh, that would be funny. This game actually, that actually would be busted in this game. That is, it could be yeah. better for this, actually. Well, I did not, like, yeah. I did not think about this. Yeah. I did not think of playing Talonflame. I, if you're like a Pokemon TCG player, you got that reference, but I yeah, did yeah. not think of playing Talonflame. No. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the yeah, an interesting rule of Pokemon TCG in this era, and I think still, is that if your opening hand, like the only mulligans that exist, is that if your opening hand has no basic Pokemon in it, you just shuffle it all back in and draw a new one, as many times as it takes with no drawback. So like, if you want to make sure you always draw one basic Pokemon in your opening hand, like the like just the same one, you could do it. It would take a long time to resolve every time though. It's, uh, that is interesting. In the new version of the game, your in the new rules, your opponent gets the option to draw a card every time you mulligan. Okay, that makes sense. So that is not also the case. Also, it doesn't matter that much. Like, that's a very light punishment for it, actually, because of how, like, I mean, in this game, like, I could just, like, imposter oak after mulliganing a million times. Yeah. So. Also, I like that we're using the term mulligan where they're, like, 20% of the listeners. Like, what is that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, cool. You have any others? Um, I think that uh, rares. I think I would like to have like some form of like protection for like once I have four of a rare. No, bro. You are supposed to build eight Gyarados decks. Oh, for my twenty-four Gyaradoses that I yeah, have. Yeah. Like my have I have more Gyaradoses than I have Magic Carps. Yeah. Situation. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, that makes sense. Okay. Is that is that your last one? Just rare protection? Yeah. 
I don't know, buff buff my boy Mill Moltrace. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's funny. Uh, I, as I was playing today, I have like the base set Articuno in my deck. It might it might be Fossil Articuno. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was thinking about uh, its first attack is Freeze Dry for. Uh, I almost said blue, blue, blue for water, water, water. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I play the card a lot too, so yeah, I, I know it. And but... uh, then its second attack is Blizzard for you know fifty damage and. Deal one, 10 to either their backline or your backline, depending yeah, on a coin flip. And I was thinking about this card, and I was like, this card actually kind of sucks. Like, like it, 30 is not that much, and I only 50-50 on paralyzing them. Yeah. Uh, or I can, like, just hit them for 20 for one energy with a Hitmonchan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> um, I actually think that, like, the Staryu, like, like both Staryu and Machop, the, like, basic Pokemon that can just, like, one energy do deal 20, they feel so good in the early game because of how much damage Yeah, but they're is. real they're real bad in the late game. Oh, yeah, they just don't have the hit points to, to yeah. keep up. Let, let's, before we move on to kind of, like, well, actually, no, let's do this first, and then I have another segment I want to add, because, you know, I do that during the show, the show sometimes. Uh, why should people play this game in, in 2021? Because the number of games of Pokemon trading card game that have been played in this mortal coil, this world, compared to how good this game actually is, has never once been right and as it should be. I I agree with that. That was a weird way to say it, but I I basically no one in anyone's life has actually played as much Pokemon trading card game as they should for the number of cards that have passed through their hands. That's definitely true. Um, and this is a really easy way to help yourself catch up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna see how this looks on the camera if we can. But like that's that's the Game Boy Color. Yeah. Like, I know. It looks nice. What is happening? It looks so good. The gameplay is great. The yeah, that actually looks like as good as Super Mario 3. Right? Yeah. Um, or, I mean, uh, not Super Mario 3, uh, Super Mario World. Yeah, Super Mario World. As far as, like, the colors themselves, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, like, the pixel art, but the pixel art could be a little bit better in this game. Um, but it's also, like, on a, you know tiny screen so it's kind of hard you have you only have so much room to work with i think i think the thing that i would say the reason that people should like consider picking this up um is i think it's timeless like i, I actually think that this specific pokemon game um I, I know that other people like love their nostalgia of their their red and their red and blue versions or their pokemon yellows but like mm -hmm. i i am always gonna just play fire red or leaf green over red or blue at this point like i just I value my time too much with running shoes. Uh, you know, I, I think... I'm just going to get mad every time my Golbat tries to evolve and stops evolving. <laughs> in, red, in Fire Red Leaf Green. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, in Fire Red Leaf Green, until you've unlocked uh, Endgame, like, if your Golbat hits, max, hits the friendship it needs to evolve into Crobat... It'll start the evolution sequence, and then it say it will say no, no, not happening. Start I actually, it down. I actually am not a psychopath, so I never play with Zubat. Like I'll just get a Golbat. I actually didn't know Crobat was in those games. Yeah. All right, that's good stuff. I love Crobat. Crobat's one of my all-time favorite, like most often it is, on my it, party in any Pokemon game. It's funny you mention that because my favorite Pokemon TCG deck of all time is a Crobat deck. Huh. I I will show it to you after the podcast. Okay. Um, 
It's it's sick. Um, anyway, I don't remember. Oh, this game is timeless. Like, you know, there's you have all kinds of nostalgia for red and blue, and like that original Pokemon. Then like this will feed that nostalgia for you. It will also feed your nostalgia as you beat gyms and like do all the stuff. But you're doing it in and honestly, like in my opinion, like a really healthy mental exercise. There's lots to do in this game. The replayability is like you you can only play like fire you know red and blue so many times uh and complete i mean i know we both do it so much we, it's it's inappropriate how much we probably play these games but i i think this one is is has the highest replayability so like mm. if you're on the fence about if you've never played this this is this is one of the best pokemon games like and and honestly, Pokemon does does such a good job with his spinoffs, like from the party games from Pokemon Stadium, uh, to you know Pokemon Snap, which by the way, shout out free DLC was announced today. I heard about that. Finally, um, they they put Gyarados in the game. There's there this this one is it's timeless. I gotta I gotta ask this though, West, before we wrap up, any tips and tricks for people that. Listen to this podcast. Does that they want to pick this up? Yes. I have a bunch. Yeah, shoot them off. Kangaskhan is awesome. Uh, this uh, this um, basic uh, colorless Pokemon, or normal type Pokemon, I guess, uh, is the way that the game phrases it, uh, has uh, for its first attack is like it just takes a single energy and it says it's called fetch and it says draw a card. First off, that's the best text any any card can have is draw a card or more. But so it's like great at like helping you find your other stuff. And it's got like a massive like 80 or 90 hit points to soak up early damage. And if you do put a bunch of double colorless energy cards in your deck, pretty often you'll get to its second attack, which costs four uh, um, colorless energy uh, and deals anywhere between zero and 80 damage. Uh, based on a coin flip, but is actually pretty strong usually at, at an average of 40. Um, I think that Pokemon's really strong. Um, and if you put it about... in your if you put it in your Scyther deck, you're already going to be playing four colorless energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that card gets me through, like, when I get my first or second Kangaskhan of the game, like, I'm usually really stoked about it whenever I play through this game, because it's, like, it's a staple in all of my decks. Uh, yeah, it, it's also really good like for when you're building your collection. I was just looking at my deck. My, I only own two Kangas cons in this playthrough. They're both in my deck. But like mm-hmm. that 90 hit points is pretty good against most of the early trainers. And like, you yeah. know, it, it's pretty easy to get up to four colors energy in your collection. Yeah. Um, and once you do that, you know, you can you can easily build around, uh, you know, a couple things. Like even, you know, Wes mentioned that he relates the Blastoise deck. You know, that... Uh, while Blastoise himself um, does not play well with it, does not play well with it. War Turtle actually really does, and, and so, Dugong, and Dugong. That was actually what I did in this playthrough. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we had the same playthrough this time. Yeah. Except uh, that's too funny. Um. Um. Also, weirdly, Charizard uh takes good advantage of double colorless energy. Yeah, he does. Um, with his Pokemon power. Uh if you. I mean, if for some reason you're annoyed by Pokemon powers, I think Muck is actually a sweet one because uh, he shuts down all Pokemon powers. And that Muck card is actually very good against the Elite Four 
because they're all playing uh um legendary bird pokemon with strong enter the battlefield effect uh pokemon powers and that muck shuts them down real nice uh with yeah. toxic gas yep um last uh thing i would say is that their um early game it can be hard to get energy and there if you go back to like pretty quickly if you just go to the lab there is someone on the computer bank side of the lab who will give you practice matches um with like decks you rent and every time he you beat them they give you like a booster pack with just 20 energy in it and it's really good for building that out in the early game if you'd rather play a different uh um type of pokemon than you had i legit forgot about this until you started talking and i did not do this and it was i was like doing battles to get two energy at a time most of this playthrough that's actually yeah, why only in coliseum you yeah, only it's... get energy out of coliseum that's true that's true. You have to find the Coliseum trainer, and then you have to battle them a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think one of the gym, one of the, one of them doesn't get. Is it Psychic Club gives you energy? Fire Club gives you energy. Water gives you energy. Grass does. Which one doesn't? You mean doesn't have a doesn't have a Coliseum trainer in it? Yeah. I have no idea. I feel like one of them didn't. Anyway, that's a good tip. I actually had forgotten about that one. Um, yeah. Last tip I have is that uh, Gambler is actually just fairly playable until you have your Max Oaks. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think the biggest tip that I would I would give if you're like getting into this this game and and trying it for the first time is, um, you know, try try and learn try and learn deck building. Like this is a great game to, to learn how to build decks and learn how decks work. Um, if you're a magic, the gathering player, I think a lot of our listeners are coming from coming from my other content. Pokemon's a little bit different. Like you don't need quite as many energy as you do lands, which sounds weird because it requires more energy. <laughs> like you lose a lot of energy, but your trainer cards are typically going to make up for that. Whether you're playing, energy retrievals um also like early game i didn't have i didn't have west's tip um and so like you know i was playing energy searches because they kind of act like you know dual lands yeah 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 for for anything if they're you're evolving ever... wilds they're better evolving they're, wilds yeah they're for... way better they're prismatic they're like, vistas yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're like broken prismatic vistas um <clears throat> and then the other thing is, is um tutors in this game you like Tutors that discard cards are actually quite good in this game. Yeah, uh, computer maintenance is awesome. I don't have any right now, and I'm so sad in oh, my I, current playthrough. I, I have, never opened one. I had four computer maintenances before I had my fourth bill. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> computer maintenance is so I strong. told you, I, like, literally destroyed, like... I have 20-something Gyaradoses over here, not a single <laughs> computer maintenance, and they come out of the same pack. Hey, I man. Hey, man. I can't help you there. I, I think that the collection aspect of this game is really fun, like... I, I just I think that if there's another tip that I could give you, it's that energy removal is probably better than you think it is, and it's just so good. Um, if you're looking to challenge yourself in this game, I probably wouldn't play them because sinkhole is busted, like straight up broken in this game. Um, I, that's a, I, I mean I guess it's not technically strip mine, is it? Yeah, no, it's no, it's it's mine. way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, a yeah, free yeah. sinkhole. Um, yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, I think I think those are the tips. Rate it. Scale of zero being nobody should play this game. Uh, you throw it in the dumpster, let it on fire, shoot it to Mars, get it out of here. To five, this game is perfect. This is one of the best games ever made. Wes, give me your rating. I mean, I I kind of have to say this game's a three, but it's like the funnest three I've ever... Like, it, it's like it is not tech like by any standard by which like i think games are great like it doesn't meet most of those and yet it's just so fun i don't know maybe maybe 3.5 oh man i think you're way too low uh you you think i should be like saying like a four or five yeah i i think that i think that one of the things that we have to consider when we're rating this game is we're not just rating the the tcg video game right like it, yeah, we, yeah. we we this is taking uh, uh, the component that is the Pokemon trading card game, and it is putting a video game narrative yeah. skin on top of it. Yeah. And I think it does that pretty close to perfection. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I think it is it is it is funny that like weirdly easy game to simulate in real life. What do you mean? Like the the amount of resources it would take for me to like let a person just like walk in and experience this video game sure. as a real life experience, like with all of the pieces for it, like literally the same dialogue is like way more likely to happen than any video game I've ever played. Sure. I, I, you, I think you got to build a lot of buildings. You have to build a lot of buildings, and you have to buy a lot of very expensive Magic or Pokemon cards. But uh... yeah, we, we were we were playing Magic the Gathering the other day, and I was going through some of my tokens, quote unquote, for Magic the Gathering. And Wes is like, "How much? How much is that?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to sell this. Don't ask me that question." I have adult dollars now, man. Like I'm not. I, I also I bought some guys. Okay, but like. Your Blastoises are a lot of adult dollars, Spencer. I'm just saying that, like, I bought... Somebody came in to Oasis Games when Oasis didn't buy Pokemon cards with this huge Pokemon collection. I offered him 100 bucks for it. He said yes. I paid him 100 bucks, And I, you know, once Oasis sold, bought Pokemon cards finally, I <laughs> sold a lot of it. <laughs> and now have a lot of my favorite Pokemon cards. Oh my goodness. You, you made so much money on that exchange? Dude, so much. I will not... I Like, I I sold, like... That's so, like Shiv and Dragons for Dual Land. It was, it was so much better than that. Anyway, um, I actually... I, I still have not looked up how much that, that promo Dragonite is. I would guess that it's more expensive than the other stuff. They actually, the promo dragon, I guess, not the one that came in this game, because in the Japanese copies of this, you got the promo dragonite that you get uh, for beating. What? Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. I would rate this game a four point five. I I think that it is not a five for for the reasons that I mentioned, but I I legitimately can't believe this game was made in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, it's sweet. Like. I understand the the basics of Pokemon and the, like the mechanics are are kind of simple, but I think I think they did a really really good job. It looks so good. Um, so yeah, the only thing that really saddens me is that uh, 
you don't also have this game as like a real copy of it because I would really love to actually play some some PvP of this game. I think it would actually be really fun. Hey man, I don't know where my SP is. I'll probably the thing is SPs are so expensive right now. I'll I'll get a real copy of it and I'll get an SP. I, I we 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 can proxy decks. That's true. We could. We um, can also buy them like, IRL. Some of those are very expensive. I already have the Blastoises, man. <laughs> Actually, no, they have the Pokemon Evolutions reprints of them, which are like way cheaper. Yeah, but they have different abilities. Do they? Yeah. Different abilities, different HP, different retreat. <sighs> the whole thing's different. That hurts. I know. That's gonna do it for this episode, though. Uh, I, I legitimately like. I love this game. Um, I'm really excited for my son to play this game for the first time. Like I. I think that it is just a complete blast. You can find me at Spencer13H, you can find West at East underscore Monotone. Find the podcast at Pod. You can join the Discord with a link in the show notes. Uh, like and sub. If you have the chance to like this and subscribe to this wherever you're listening, whether you, you smash it on YouTube, uh, you know, follow on Spotify, it is, you know, it is so helpful. Uh, and then if you have the chance to leave a review, if it's possible, uh, or, or a comment, if you're watching on YouTube and you can just leave a comment, it actually helps with the algorithm so much. And the reviews are, you know, really, really helpful on things like iTunes or Apple Podcasts now. So, Wes, what are we talking about next week? How Scyther TCG, or Scyther number 26 from Jungle is only like $10. <laughs> you're like Googling it. Uh, I'm going to play some Scyther. I have I have for him on chance already, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I told you, I like bought this huge... Co- it was huge. It was this massive, massive collection. It also wasn't worth that when I bought it, though. I bought this like when I worked yeah, yeah, at Oasis yeah, yeah. Games. It was years ago. Yeah. Um, do you actually not know? Do you not know, West? Oh, do I not know what we're talking about next week? I yeah. have no idea what we're talking about next week. <laughs> Neither do I. I was hoping that you would look it up while I was doing no! the other thing. You don't know what we're talking about next week? It's your episode. You actually have to write it. Oh, I I have to write next week's episode? Sweet. Do you not remember what it is? It's villains? Is it villains? It's the villain bracket. Oh, my God. Everyone, you have to like tune in for this episode. It's going to be sweet. Spencer and I are going to get so mad. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that um, if you get the chance, we'll talk about this a little bit off air, but we should definitely post the villain bracket. Yeah, in advance so that people can, like, bring theirs. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So. All right. Uh, I'll come up with my eight. You come up with your eight. And then we're both putting them, like, seeding them and then putting them on an actual bracket and having people vote? Seeding them totally randomly, yeah. Oh, no. we You want to see them randomly? Yeah. Not our top eight versus your top eight villains? Like, like, no, no, no. Like, I legit think that it would be funny if just, like, it happened to be sometimes, like, like you know, in round one you have, like, all timers against each other, right? Like, like, uh, Frieza versus, uh, um, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give you my top, my top eight yeah. villains. We'll make a, we'll make a bracket. Thank you everybody so okay. much for listening. We'll see y'all next week with another episode of the need to nerd a podcast. <laughs>